This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hi everyone, my name is Bryant and I am so excited to be sharing the Word of God with you here today. You know, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about God encounters and encountering God. And in this week, when I was preparing for this message, I was like, Lord, what should I share? What should I share today? And and I felt the Lord remind me of two dreams that I had about three, four weeks ago. And I'll share these dreams with you uh, later in the message. But I would like us to take our scripture reading today from the book of Joshua. So we will read from Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, all the way to verse 9. And then we'll look at a few themes in Joshua and, and, and go a bit deeper into that. But before that, I'd like to pray for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have to hear your word, to learn from your word, and to walk in obedience to your word. Father, I pray and I commit the words of my mouth to you, Lord Father, and, and the meditation of our hearts we commit to you, Father. I pray that you'd really open our hearts in this time to your word, to your spirit, and to your truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read from Joshua chapter 1. I'll read it all, at the, and then at the end we'll look at the themes. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. After the death of Moses and the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the, to, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I saw to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being very careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So here we see how Joshua encounters the Lord in this place. Um, the Israelites have come out of Egypt. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. Moses is dead. And now here's Joshua with the Israelites. And the Lord comes and he says, Joshua, son of Nun, I am commissioning you. I am sending you. You are going to lead my people Israel over this Jordan onto the other side to get hold of the promise, the promise I gave to Moses. In fact, the promises I gave to Abraham, we read about that back in Genesis 15. The Lord comes and he says, you and the Israelites, Joshua, are going to take hold of the promise. This is a very pivotal point in the history of Israel. They have been wondering, Israel never, they didn't have a home of their own. For 40 years, they were wandering in the desert. They never had a place of rest. And now the Lord says, hey, this is the time you are going to take hold of the promised land and you'll find that place of rest. 
So what I love about the scripture in Joshua is that it's so relevant and so applicable to us as the body of Christ. It's so applicable because just as Israel had a promise to take hold of the promised land, to go into the promised land, we too have an eternal promise through the salvation of that, Je that Jesus Christ gave us, the salvation received through Jesus Christ. We have the promise of eternal life. We have the promise to inherit the kingdom of God. So this is very applicable to us. So we will look at a few things that, that the Lord gave to, to, to Joshua in, in the scripture. And the first thing um, is the, the reminder of the promise here in Joshua 1 verse 3 where he says, I will give you, I'll take you to this promised land that I promised to Moses. So he reminds Joshua of this. And in the same way, as I said, that we have this promise to inherit the kingdom of God. In John 3 verse 16, um, we love the scripture. We love to, to, to um, quote it. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We have the promise of eternal life. Okay, so let's look at the second thing that the Lord gives to Joshua. He says, Joshua, here's another promise. You have the promise for the promised land, and now here's another promise. I will be with you, Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. We read that in verse 5. And in the same way, we, the believers, who have received the promise of eternity, the promise to be with the Lord one day, we have received this promise from Jesus in John 14, verse 16, when he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Do you see how amazing that is? So we have this promise that we are going to take hold of this eternal life and the kingdom of God. But we're not going to go there alone. God didn't just give it to us and say, okay, find your way there. He said, I will lead you there. Here's the Holy Spirit. So that is very encouraging for us. Now, the third thing that the Lord gives to Joshua is he gives Joshua a command. He says, Joshua in verse one, uh, in verse six and nine, let me read it uh, for you. Actually, let me read verse nine. He says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. So now he gives Joshua this command, be strong and courageous. Wow. I mean, at this point, if I was Joshua, I would have been like, hold up, God, be strong and courageous for what? You know, I mean, we are right here. We are about to cross the Jordan, go to the other side, take hold of the promise. I want to hear, get excited, you know, get excited. It's about to happen. But no, Joshua was no Brian's. He understood that the promise of God will come, but there will be war and there'll be battle and there'll be challenges. Joshua understood that the promises of God will attract uh, challenges and not for the sake of attracting challenges but because there has to be opposition there has to be opposition the promise is there but there has to be a battle to take hold of that promise and Joshua understood that and I mean leading the Israelites hey we know that leading the Israelites was not an easy task I was not there you can ask Moses one day but I will tell you that leading the Israelites must was not an easy task so Joshua needed to take up strength and courage together with Israel because they were going somewhere they have the promise of the promised land. They have the promise of the Holy of the, of the Lord that will lead them there. And now the Lord is saying, be strong and courageous. And I believe that this word is a word of exhortation. So in season for the body of Christ. And I say this because, you know, we, we, we are excited about where we're going. We're excited about inheriting the kingdom of God and eternal life. But if we fail to realize that the promise of God attracts challenge and that troubles, tribulations, persecutions will come to, 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 to while we try to get there. If we fail to realize that we become discouraged, we may wander in the desert for 40 years. We may even cross the Jordan. And then right after walking through the Jordan, 
we end up uh, remaining there. We don't go all the way to take hold of the promise. So what I'm saying is that the promises of God, they are there. God has given us this, but we need to take up strength and courage. So let's look at the fourth thing that uh, the Lord gives uh, um, Joshua. It's in verse seven to eight. He says, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Wow, this is cool. The Lord is saying, hey, let's go back. You have the promise of the promised land you have the promise that i'll be with you be strong and courageous and now here is my guide my word take my word walk with my word meditate on it and you will be successful in this mission that i'm giving you to take hold of the promised land yo is that not applicable to us as the body of christ we need the word of god we need this word it is it should be our lifeline you know matthew 4 verse 4 says man cannot live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god it is our lifeline we need to depend on this word for us to take hold of this kingdom of god we need the word of god to lead us there so why am I sharing this? And I think this is the perfect time for me to share these dreams. And, and I, I felt uh, the Lord say I may share these dreams. Um, so about three, four weeks ago, I had a dream um, and I woke up from this dream at night. And in this dream, I, I, I'm, I'm reading a writing on a wall, right? And there, there are three sentences. It's like one, full stop, two, full stop, and then the third one, full stop. Okay, so the first writing says, okay, it says Jesus is coming back, full stop. And then there's a second writing. And I won't share that. Um, and then there's a third writing. So I'm looking at this third sentence and, and I, I, I can see it, but I can't perceive. It's like I can't comprehend what it's saying. So, okay, fine. I wake up from the dream and I'm, I'm like very groggy and I'm just, okay, Jesus is coming back. Okay, thank you, Lord, for this information. You know, I'm like very sleepy. Thank you, Lord. And like a good old Christian, I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're coming back. Hallelujah. Amen. Sleep. St Spirit of duvet takes over. Brian's is gone. Okay, a week later, I get another dream. Okay, so I wake up again at night from this dream, and this time it's one sentence. And not only am I reading the sentence on the wall, but there's a voice who's, that's reading the sentence out to me. And he says, Jesus is coming back soon, full stop. So again, I wake up from this dream. I'm just like, okay, Jesus is coming back soon. Thank you, Lord, for this information. You know, you're trying to figure this out. You're like, we know Jesus is coming back soon. When is soon? We don't know, you know, but he's coming back soon. And, 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 and I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand. I'm like, I mean, even in the time of, of, of the New Testament, we've always known that Jesus is coming back soon. So, Lord, what is this about? And so later uh, on, in a few days later, the Lord revealed that, hey, Brian's, I'm not giving you this dream for information purposes. I know you know that Jesus is coming back soon. Great. I am giving you this message to create an urgency in your heart. It's not your concern when soon is. Soon could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be past my lifetime. That is not my concern. My concern is right now, are we living? Are we living in the urgency that we need to live with? Do we have that urgency? And when I realized this, I actually was very convicted and I was repenting. Um, and, and so I, 
I started asking the Lord, like, okay, so how do we prepare? How, how do you get ready? How do you get ready for this promise to, to, to get to that point where we take hold of this eternal life? How do you get ready? And, and, you know, sometimes for people, people like, like me, and I, I mean, people that really don't, um, they, they, they like step by step instructions on how to do things. When, when they hear, get ready for the coming of the bridegroom. We get overwhelmed. We're like, what? We're not ready. What are you talking about? You know, we, we want to understand, like, how do you get ready? You know, and I just asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, how can we prepare? How can we get ready to take hold of this promise? How can we be in that place where we're positioned to encounter you in such a way that our hearts, our mind, our focus is ready to take hold of this ultimate promise that we as the believers are holding on to. And so I want to share a few things that the Lord has uh, uh, laid on my heart. So the first one is faith versus fear. We look at Joshua and the Israelites. They had faith, all right? They needed to have faith at that point. We don't know what was happening in the desert, wandering 40 years, 40 nights, but at that point, when they are, I'm sorry, not 40 days, 40 nights, uh, 40 years, <laughs> wandered for 40 years. So at this point, um, they were about to cross uh, the, the Jordan and they needed to have faith. And the Lord says, hey, you need to be strong and courageous. So they, 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 they couldn't afford to allow fear to take over. Joshua couldn't afford to allow fear to take over his heart. He needed to be strong and courageous to take hold of this. And in the same way, we as believers, we need to hold on to the faith. We need to have faith in the one who, ho who holds our lives and salvation in his hands. We cannot be afraid. Yes, sometimes we're afraid, but what do we do with that fear that comes? Do we dwell on it or do we bring it to the Lord and allow him to to strengthen us. So we look now, I mean, we, we're as a body of Christ, we've been talking about revival. We're excited. We're hearing stories of people all over the world. They are encountering the Lord. People are having dreams and visions and many people are coming to salvation. We hear about this in the East and in different parts of the world. And even us here in the West, we're excited, right? We're excited to, to, to see this revival that we've been praying into and talking about. But remember that revival will coexist with persecution, trials, tribulations. So we need to strengthen our spirits in this time. Look at this, the, the challenges we're going through now, COVID-19, all of these things. It's not as though something strange is happening to us. No, it is time for us to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. These times are an opportunity for us to dig deeper and have such a deep dependence on God. As the body of Christ, this is the word of exhortation. Let us be strong and courageous. First Peter 1 verse 6 to 7 says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, note, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. So that the tested genuineness of your faith may what? May be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So this testing of our faith is serving a purpose far greater than we can see in the moment. Let us have faith and not be afraid. What's the second thing? Obedience to the word of God. This is the command that, Josh, that God gave to Joshua. As I mentioned, that the word of God is our guide. We need this. It's the standard by which we live. Psalm 119 verse 105 says that the, the word, the, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. It is our guide. And the word of God, we, we not only need to know it, but we need to obey it. And we need to meditate on it day and night, day and night. You know, 
um, when we meditate on this word, it really in increases faith in our hearts. We begin to have this natural faith where we, 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 our minds are focusing on the things that the Lord is saying and our minds are believing so naturally what the Lord is saying. You know, it dominates our hearts. You know, um, we, 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 it's like we become, it's like every day it's just going on and on. You sleep at night, but your spirit doesn't sleep. It continues going and going. Wouldn't it be nice, you know, when you're sleeping and then your spirit keeps going? Meditating, meditate. I want that. I don't know about you. I want that. Number three, love. <laughs> love the Lord. Love your neighbor. Jesus gave us this command that we need to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all our minds, and our soul. And we need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We need to walk in love. This world is desperate for love. It is desperate for truth. Without love, we are ineffective. First Corinthians 13 verse 13 says, So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three... Uh, these three, but the greatest of these is love. This is how we're getting ready for the coming of the bridegroom. Number four, let us be alert. Let us be awake. First Thessalonians 5 verse 5 to 8. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith, and love and for a for the for a helmet the hope of salvation we need to be alert in the spirit body of christ we rely on our on be, us being alert we need to be alert christ is the one that enables us to be alert but we need to be obedient and be alert number five armed with the armor of god ephesians 6 verse 10 to 20 it talks about the armor of god the the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the shoes of the readiness to spread the gospel of peace, the sword of um, the shield of faith, the sword of the word. We need to have this armor day and night, day and night, so that we can quench any darts of the enemy that come against us. Um, yeah, so we can be able to stand. And after we've done all that we we've done, we still remain standing. So the armor of God does not prevent attack does not prevent challenges, does not prevent COVID-19. Uh -uh. The armor of God only helps us through those challenges. So remember what I said, we cannot be afraid of challenges as Christians. We can't afford to be afraid of challenges because tough times are coming. Oh, they're coming. And we can't be afraid now. If we're discouraged now, where are we going? So let us take up courage and let us have the armor of God. John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this world, there will be trouble, but cheer up. For I have overcome the world. Let us be excited to take hold of the promise of God. Number six, let us live with an urgency. Remember that dream? Urgency. That was the point. Urgency. Urgency. Let us be eternally focused. There we can focus on the things of this world. We can wander in this world like the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. But we can also choose to be eternally focused. We know where we are going. We are crossing over to that promised land and we will focus until we take hold of it. It says in Hebrews 12, um, verse one to two, you can read it. We need to get rid of sin and the weights that slow us down. We need to run with endurance. We need to run and take hold of this promise that God has given us. And the last thing, number seven, it's, it says remain disciplined, okay? Zeal without discipline is dangerous. Body of Christ, zeal without discipline is dangerous. Zeal is good. We must have zeal. We better be zealous people. But more important than that, we need 
to be disciplined. Why do I say this? Where the Lord is moving, that's where we need to move. We can do 20 things. We can be busy with all the things and yet still not do the one thing God required us to do. We need to be disciplined. Look at Joshua and the Israelites. They crossed the Jordan, um, went to the other side. They could have decided, you know what? We don't want to start at Jericho. In fact, we want to start at Ai, Ai, however you pronounce that land. We want to take that one first. You know, they could have just said that and would have gone there. Do you think the Lord would have led them, led them there? I don't think so. I don't think God would have been there with them. Jericho. They could have decided we don't want to march around this place once every six, uh, once for six days. And then only on the seventh day, we go seven times. They could have said, you know what? We want it now, seven times today. And the walls must fall today. Do you think they would have been successful? No, they needed to remain disciplined. They moved with the Lord. Where the Lord was moving, they needed to focus. They needed to move with him. Let us move with the Lord. How do we bring about that discipline? We need to pray. We need to fast. We need to be generous, cheerful givers, the widows, the orphans. We, the body of Christ, we need to be the ones giving to them. We need to be thankful, give thanks to the Lord. We need to wait on the Lord. Patience, wait on the Lord. In times that are tough, wait on the Lord. So this is a message of encouragement and exhortation. The body of Christ, let us not become discouraged now. We have a promise and we have the Arabon, the engagement ring that CS talks about, the, 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 the seal, the Holy Spirit. He will lead us there. It is going to happen, but we need to be strong and courageous and observe the word of the Lord. Christ is returning for a spotless bride. Let us make ready. Amen. So if you, um, during this time, as we're sharing this message, if, if you felt the Lord uh, speak to you and, and you would like to, to give your heart to the Lord or make a commitment, or even if you, you, you feel, oh Lord, I don't know if I'm getting ready. I don't know if I'm focused on you and you want to respond. Um, I, I want to encourage you to, to, to follow the link uh, on the description uh, box um, in, that will pop up. And we would love to connect with you. We would love to pray with you because we're going somewhere, church. We are going somewhere. We don't want anyone to be left in the desert. Yay! We are going together. Okay, thank you. Let's pray. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you that you are stirring in our hearts in urgency and we're excited, Lord. Thank you that you're calling the children, you're calling your children, Father God, to, to focus on you, Father, that you're bringing people into the kingdom of God. You are saving people. People are encountering you, Lord. As we walk out of here, may we be witnesses. May we be people that live with an urgency and seek to fulfill um, the, the, the to um, walk in, the, in, in obedience to the commands that you've given us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share. Sing.